On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, Sean and I are going to be talking about the perfect dashboard for your e-commerce brand. Having a dashboard is incredibly valuable for you to be able to take a quick 10 second look and see where you're trending. Uh, having a dashboard for your business is incredible and Sean and I are gonna talk to you about all of the things that we really think should be on your dashboard. I hope you guys enjoy. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially this episode is brought to you by worth e-commerce an email marketing agency what if your email marketing could generate over 30 percent of your total sales almost entirely on autopilot their mission is to help any small and medium-sized e-commerce business generate more than a million dollars a year each in revenue using just email. An email list, unlike social media or ad platforms, is a business asset that you own and control. Email was the first form of digital marketing, and it still outperforms almost every other channel on ROI. In fact, for every $1 you spend on email, you should see an average of $38 in return. Now, if you think that we're joking and you think to yourself, yeah, right, people don't open emails anymore, let alone buy from them. Well, I have to tell you the truth is your email list should be like an ATM machine that prints money and profit. In fact, Worth has helped over 600 e-commerce stores leverage email to grow not just their revenue, but their profits. They've also run two multi-million dollar e-commerce brands themselves that have built on the back of email. If you were doing over 500K in yearly revenue in your e-commerce store, they can help. And you don't even need to start with an email list. Go to worthecommerce.com to learn more. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. So one thing about the guys at Worth as well is they are good buddies. They are doing incredible work. You know, they're you know one of our agency partners and we absolutely love them. We're not just reading this because we have to. We're reading it because we really do care about those guys. And I think that they do great work. On to today's episode, Seanald. So we're going to talk about the dashboard in your car and <laughs> what that check engine light actually means. It's a dashboard, yes, but it is not your car's dashboard. Oh, so, sorry, I didn't do my homework. If you guys know anything about myself, you'll know that I'm very lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to do deep research. It's just not who I am. I think I work fairly hard, but if I can get something done faster and more efficiently, that is what I will do. You're definitely not lazy. It's all about low-hanging fruit. If you can run your marketing from that sort of, that mentality of making it as easy as possible to know what you need to know in a moment's glance, then guess what? You're gonna know everything you need to know. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so that's what having a really good dashboard is all about, right? Having a good dashboard is incredible for your business. So we're gonna talk about the things that you should have on your metrics dashboard. And you know what? There may be some in here that you don't agree with and that's okay. 
build a dashboard for yourself, but I'm really hoping that this is gonna get your wheels turning with building out a dashboard for your business. I just went through this exercise again of building out another dashboard uh, for one of our e-commerce businesses because it's that important to me to know the metrics and know what's trending, right? And when what's happening. So number one metric to have on your dashboard. Well, I wanna back up real quick. Oh, so. Sean, come on. <laughs> you just had a lot to say and I didn't wanna interrupt. <laughs> So the agency has a dashboard as well. That's and right. Before we had the dashboard, we had a few we had a few directions and targets. It was very basic and then we finally built out the dashboard which gives us historic context and shows us where things are actually trending and you know, it's easy to operate a business with like what you feel um, and what you think, but it's very different because the dashboard will actually show you so you can know you can make these educated data-based decisions and not just based on like what it feels that day. You might just be hungry and you don't want to do, you don't want to make a bad business decision because you're hungry or because somebody made a great recommendation and you just love them so much. But if the data shows you otherwise, because you have a dashboard because you're smart, then that's going to definitely take you in a different direction. So dashboard point number one. Okay. Before dashboard point number one, uh, I think it was a Malcolm Gladwell book that talked about this very idea of being hungry and making terrible decisions. <laughs> That's the story of my life. It was actually profound. If you think about when you're going to make a decision, seriously, don't make a decision hungry because you'll make a terrible decision. They were talking about judges and the amount of yes. pe- the amount of people that get incarcerated between 11.30 and 12 when the judge makes his decision right before lunch versus right after lunch. And it was something, it was a crazy number, something like triple the amount of people get incarcerated because he's just like, screw it, you're going to jail. I'm hungry, right? (laughs) So think about that when you're making decisions, right? Making sure that your needs are met before you make any big decisions. We we actually go away and we'll talk a little bit more agency sort of stuff here, but like we'll get out of the office when we're going to make some big strategic plans so that we're not distracted, right? We'll often have a lot of coffee along the way. Make sure that we're well caffeinated and well fed. (laughs) It's seriously, it's, it's like funny, but it's also like it's fact. It's very, very true. And I'm sure that some of you are nodding your head right now because... You're really hungry and you need to pause this and go grab a burger. <laughs> totally. Or I mean, you can listen to this while you eat too. Uh, it's possible. We're not eating right now. Anyway, let's get to the dashboard here now that we have, you know, given you guys enough useless information for the day. <laughs> so number one, your total sales. Obviously your total sales, but not just that, but year over year. So what I like, so I actually run a couple dashboards at once. So I'm, I've got a Google Analytics dashboard app. Do you have a dashboard for your dashboards? I do not though. That's getting, uh, that, that's gonna be pretty soon. I'm gonna need a dashboard for my dashboards. But so I like to look at year to date revenue comparatively to the previous year. That just really helps me know that I'm pointed in the right direction, right? If there's huge anomalies, I was gonna say the word anomalous. Is that is that the word? No, I think anomalies is right. Okay, perfect. So if, if, if there's... Anomaly. If there's an anomaly, I will... But in my revenue, that's the first big number that I'm looking at, right? Okay, what's my revenue like year over year? If there's a big anomaly, either up or down, I want to figure out why that was. Did we run a promo this time last year that we're not running right now? I mean, most of the stuff is scheduled out a year in advance uh, for the most part in, in our e-com brands. But we really want to know like what is going on and revenue right away is the thermometer for that, right? Um, Absolutely. It's just that number one metric that you're going to look at. And then you're going to start to dive down into some of the other ones. Sean, what's another uh, metric that we like to look at? Well, obviously, we want to be looking at, at like uh, 
two big ones are going to be you know store sessions. You, you want to see that that number is actually increasing year over year rather than decreasing. But one that we love love is returning customer rate because that means that you are hopefully maximizing your customer lifetime value. Totally, totally. So I'm going to just dive into what that returning customer rate means exactly. So for those of you on Shopify, which is probably most of you, um, you'll know that returning customer rate is one of those on their dashboard that is the third uh, metric over. Um, I love returning customer rate, but what it means is in that specific time frame that you're looking at, how many customers were returning versus how many customers were new. Now, this is one of those numbers that I actually think is an incredible health check of your business. The reason being that when you look at that number, if it's too high, too high of a returning customer rate, that can actually be a problem. You're not being aggressive enough. You're not reaching new market segments. Exactly. You're not yeah. acquiring customers. Now, if your returning customer rate is like 20%, you're probably not. So you've, you've got a few issues, right, that you can look at. Um, you may have a quality issue. So people don't want to come back and purchase from you. Number two, and this is probably the most common reason for this, uh, when you have like a 20% returning customer rate, you don't have enough products for people to buy, yes. right? You just don't have enough product selection that's gonna get them coming back for more. You're not releasing products in fast enough. Right? You're probably not taking advantage of your email list as much as you should. You, yes. you, you haven't started working with somebody like, you know, we're e-commerce, for example. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So that's a huge indicator. I love returning customer rate because it leads to the next best thing to put on your dashboard. And that is your customer lifetime value. Mm -hmm. Now, getting customer lifetime value onto a dashboard is actually very difficult. <laughs> so that's more one of those numbers that I would suggest checking, you know, once a month and seeing where that number is at. But it's an incredibly important metric. It's one of those metrics, though, that does take a while to actually figure out, right? It takes a while to figure out how much those customers are worth in the end. I did find the other day, I was targeted with an ad for apparently, now I'm not going to say the name of this app, but apparently it's a Shopify app that will actually calculate your customer lifetime value for you. It's a very complicated calculation. And so you just don't, you don't want to just take it at face value. This is something that you should also have an understanding of, not just trust a random app yeah. from the Shopify dashboard. But I'm going to look it up and maybe maybe we'll add it into the show notes afterwards. Well, and I just I, we just did have Juliana Jackson uh, on the podcast as well. Um, her episode will probably come out after this episode. But she, uh, you know, her entire world is all about customer lifetime value. Um, they also have software that is able to calculate it, but calculate it in a bit of a different way. So they actually look at your different segments and how much those segments are worth, which is really interesting to then target those segments. I'm going to talk about another part of the dashboard, and that is your average order value. Why is average order value important, Sean? Well, average order value is going to be very important because it's obviously going to tell you like the value of that first purchase, especially if it's a, a new customer. If the average order value is higher, the customer lifetime value is going to be higher. Yes. If the average order value is higher, it means that if you are engaging in paid media that you can, you know, based on that AOV, you can afford to pay a little bit more to acquire that first customer while also then focusing on the back end and the customer lifetime value. But the average order value, it's kind of everything. It's incredibly, incredibly important. It's incredible the amount. How many businesses? <laughs> I was gonna say how many businesses back ends do you think I've looked at this year? <laughs> it's it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. You got a problem, Jordan? Uh, I still wanted to say it, but 
the amount of businesses that, because we've really been looking to, to acquire uh, multiple businesses this year, and I've looked at a lot of businesses, and the biggest issue I see is average order value. It's either, when I look at it, you know, for me, I love an average order value of over $100, right? To me, that is where you start to make real money. When I see an average order value of under 50, I get very worried about how much it's gonna cost to acquire that first customer. Because you're gonna have to hustle twice as much to make up for the same amount of revenue as the guy or girl with the average order value over 100 bucks. Totally, and think about the costs that are associated with that. Shipping, right? Huge one. If you have an, an average order value of only $50 versus $100, you are paying the same amount for shipping generally, yeah. right? Like yeah. shipping is, is a fairly fixed fee depending on how big, you know, whatever the, the product you're, that you're shipping. But like that's why an average order value uh, of higher is so much better. Now, that being said, um, there's a couple of businesses that I've looked at this year that don't have that high average order value, but they also don't have the product mix that I would anticipate that they would. And so I know that that's actually a huge place that we can up. So there you go. So there's there's different ways to look at that average order value. If you do have a lower average order value, there's so many different ways that you can up that average order value. I mean, we could probably do an entire episode. One is just setting a free shipping threshold at whatever you want your AOV to be at, totally. right? Yeah. Um, instead of always offering that free shipping, just set a free shipping threshold. People will get to it, right? Like, And then of course, like a very, very simple way to also increase your average, average order value is to introduce bundles and packages and try to group products together so that you maybe you're not actually interested in only ever selling one of a product maybe you want to make sure maybe your business strategy is around selling you know three to five or ten or twenty brilliant yeah yeah i love it yeah and then you can be you know a little bit more creative with your discounting at that point anyway we're talking about dashboards here (laughs) we always get into strategy but uh i mean we can't help it that's hopefully why you guys listen to this Another big one, your online store conversion rate, of course, right? Looking at what that conversion rate is, is super, super important. You know, knowing whether people are actually purchasing and then figuring out why, you know, your online conversion rate is not as high as it is. One thing that, I mean, we're not agency. We don't really have anything to do with web development. We have thoughts about it, but we don't actually do that. But one thing that we see time and time again with a lot of these, like, they're great brands with great products, and so they they want to throw a lot of money into advertising, but they haven't quite fixed all of these really, really problematic parts of their website. And so they come to us with a great product and an incredibly low conversion rate. Yeah. And guys, if you have a very low conversion rate, you want to deal with that first. Find the root causes of those issues before you start to try to solve other problems. If that hasn't been solved first, that is a, uh, a alarm. Yeah, if you have a conversion rate under one and you come to Mindful Marketing, we'll tell you to go take care of that first. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that is just one thing that we, no matter how good your ads are, we cannot fix that conversion rate. Now, another awesome piece of a dashboard is your top acquisition channels. Where are your conversions and your valuable traffic coming from? Where's it coming from? Yeah, so one thing that uh, you guys may not know is that for the first seven years of my uh, working career, I worked at a uh, pizza parlor. A pizza parlor, hey! <laughs> we didn't ever call it a pizza parlor until now. Until right now. <laughs> but one, the reason I'm bringing up the, the pizza parlor is because <laughs> when you cut a pizza, you wanted them to be even slices, right? And that's what I really like to see with acquisition channels. Why? Because of iOS 14. Because of everything that we've talked about. If you guys have listened to this for any amount of time, you'll know do not put all of your eggs in one basket, right? That's no. why I like the slices to be 
even somebody, uh, you know, when I was working at the, the pizza parlor, I would say like, oh, look, there's a mummy slice and a daddy slice and a baby slice, right? You don't want I that. guess that pizza's going on top of the oven for later, hey? <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Sean and I worked at the pizza parlor together. <laughs> Hey, mamma mia. Yeah, you want to look at your pizza, right? You want to see even slices, and you want to know that if one of those slices were to drop on the floor, that there's still enough pizza to go around afterwards. That's right. Your top acquisition channel is like over half of the pie, and if that acquisition channel were to go bye-bye in the next week, would your business still be there? Yeah, and that's the, the scary thing, that's right? The, and that's, that's the thing. That's why I love having that as part of the dashboard. And then beside that, Getting to actually see the revenue from that those acquisition channels, right, is really good. And seeing the actual sessions and the traffic from those channels is uh, super important. Um, you know what, guys? I, I think that that really wraps up what a good dashboard looks like. To be honest, I could probably go on talking about dashboards for another hour. Those are some really good basics. What we'd love to hear is we'd love for you guys to email us and let us know what your dashboard looks like. Or if there's something that we miss that's really, really essential in a dashboard. I also just want to say uh, I'm amazed at the amount of people that have contacted us uh, regarding growth plan and uh, and getting Mindful Marketing to take a look at what they're doing in their e-commerce brands. So that's super cool. So if any of you guys want to take advantage of that, uh, just go to mindfulmarketing.co slash growth plan dash apply. The reason why I think that it's so incredible is because that URL is terrible and yet people are able to find it. <laughs> Because you can't find that page unless you know the URL. It's not like a link we have on our website. Exactly. It's just something that we, we give to our podcast guests. And yeah, so... <laughs> So, yeah, so if you guys want, you know, us to really take a look at what you guys are doing with your e-commerce brand and tell you sort of what we think that you actually need to be doing uh, in the next year, again, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash growth plan dash apply. I'm going to suggest to you guys that if that's something that you're interested in, do it sooner rather than later because we are quickly approaching the maximum amount of growth plans that we can get done because we have so many coming through. We don't want to say no to any of them, but there might come a time where we have to and we have to start being picky. So if you're listening to this, drop everything and go and apply because it might not be extended to everyone forever. <laughs> yeah. What did we do, like 40 last month? We're doing, yeah, it's, it's, getting, it's getting bonkers. Yeah, it's a lot. So anyway, uh, I hope that you guys really enjoyed this one and we'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.